We in the office. There's a price you pay for the game you play. Oh! We in the office. Oh! Hey, what's going on, everybody? We have a special episode for you guys on uh, Say How You Feel. Today, we're going to be interviewing a very close friend of mine, like family, my man. Absolutely. Andy Ramirez, thank right? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having Big me. Big Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yes, man. So, um, like we said, bro, this is a very special episode. We've been trying to, I've been trying to get you guys in the same room for, for a while now. For, yes. It has yeah. been, uh, it's been one of those things. But you know what? I was like, hey, let's have him come on the show and let, let everybody get to know who he is. Absolutely. Right? So, uh, yeah, man, just a little, little backstory. We go way back, man. We've been friends for almost 20 years now, is it? Jeez. I would say so. Yeah, damn. Yeah, since I was 10 just years about, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle bro, school. That's two decades. I know, bro. God in- damn. Insane. Wild. It is insane. So, hey, man, we're going to be talking about uh, you as an individual and like some of your experiences that you have went through um, from where you were in college till now as uh, being a person who's independent, works for themselves and in the industry when it comes to film and editing. Yes. Right. Crazy absolutely. things. And uh, you have some tea. I, I have some hot ass tea. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Sounds oh. like it's going to get messy. It's going to get it's going to be one of those things. Some so. people's feelings are going to be hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. love Fuck them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> say how you feel, right? So yes. without further ado, man, um, one thing that I definitely want to talk about and get into is like, so I know like after middle school, we kind of lost touch mm-hmm. for a couple years and um, boom. So you go to high school, you graduate high school, then you go to college. So you want to take us from there. Like, where did you want to become independent and where did that come from? And then how'd you start navigating into that world is pretty much what I'm asking. Right, you know? right, right. I feel you. Um, honestly, man, it was one of those things where it was through trial and error. When mm-hmm. I was in college, uh, this was pre-pandemic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, the concept of entrepreneurship was a lot more foreign than now than it, um, then than it was than it is now. So, mm-hmm. back then, there was no such thing as like thinking about being independent. It was like, who can I work for company-wise to kind of go up the ladder? Right. So, in college, me and a couple of my friends, we actually started a small company. Mm-hmm. We started a company called Pantheon Cinema. And we wanted to be a production company, but we couldn't figure out like how to break into the industry. So a lot of it was just trying to figure out what's something that can get us consistent money Mm. and that we can grow. So like every other person who enters like the video production realm, we started with weddings. Okay. And we pretty much stayed there for a minute because like that was the only way in which we can get paid to to do what we did. Mm -hmm. And we tried to do a few projects here and there. We did a few independent documentaries and they were okay, but we weren't really paid for them. Like the real money maker was the wedding stuff. Mm. So then after college, we were all trying to figure out what to do. One of my professors, I remember he told me, he said, you have to know how to market yourself individually. Right. And I was just, in my mind, I was just like, well, I'm a part of this company. Like I don't have to, you know, like I right. can, I can market the company. But he said, there's going to come a day where you need to differentiate yourself from the company. Like, what is it that you do specifically? Mm. And for my, for a while, I thought he was just talking just a bunch Bullshit. of shit. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of crap. Like, what the fuck does he ass. know? Yeah. Yeah. And then sure enough, he was right. Cause then post college, everyone kind of did their own thing. And the company gradually just kind of like split one time. Um, so I met up with my boy who was the president of the company. Me and him ended up working in the same job post college. The experience for me was fucking abysmal. It was mm. absolutely terrible. I worked for this agency and they were a luxury real estate marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And I was hired purely on the speculation that I could animate, but I didn't know how to animate at all. Okay. So I remember that interview where the guy, my ma- who ended up becoming my, my, my manager, he told me, you have 24 hours to learn how to animate. Or oh, I can't shit. Use you. So my boy, like, he was like, yo, like, I got some resources. I can get you, I, I can help you get started. And basically, like, that's how it happened post-college for me. I got this mm. job um, and I started working with my friend who was a part of the, the company that we, want, we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And then within that same year, I asked him what's going on with this company. He goes, man, we have to dissolve it. Like, we haven't made money in, the, in a year as a company. Right. Know, individually, yeah. we have more luck, so it just doesn't make sense for his tax reasons. So we dropped it. So once I started working in this agency, it was like six months of intense work. Like I'm talking nonstop, back to back, every single day. Even I remember on my birthday, my manager called me up fucking screaming at me. On your birthday? On my birthday, bro. What kind of dickhead shit is that? I lent him my camera and he didn't know how to use it and he has the audacity to get mad at me. 
So when I did you a up, favor. Right. Right, right, right. right. So he calls dick. me up screaming. He's like, I don't know how to do this. I'm in Six Flags, bro. I'm trying to have a good time. Right. And I'm just telling myself at this point, this can't be it. Like, this isn't my this life. Isn't, this isn't what I signed up for when I decided to do this shit. Mm. Getting yelled at by people that I know how to do the job better. And this motherfucker's trying to explain to me that I'm fucking up. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So I'm just so, like. Sounds like the military. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, motherfuckers. But yeah. So it was a lot of that. And then it got to a point with him where I told myself, if I stay here another month, I'm going to end up killing him. Mm. It got just too much for me where not just whooping his ass like I'm taking gonna his life. strangle him like Full I was flag. having vivid visions of me Most just like like, premeditated murder you absolutely <laughs> no yeah so listen yeah. freedom of speech yeah. is not against the law you know yeah. so like, until I actually do it yeah. I'm just talking shit or you it assist him or you assist him exactly. in the process of so yeah. there was this one day where yeah. I was really trying to figure out like what the fuck to do because mm. this agency was killing me but there was potential to make a lot of money right. but the problem was unfortunately because I was really green, I was new to the game, I made a lot of mistakes and they mm. held that over my head forever. Mm. Even my, my boy who ended up was my friend for the company, I felt like I walked into his shadow. So even our dynamic as friends started to change. change. I was no longer his boy. You were more I like his, his coworker. Yeah. I was his exact his subordinate, his coworker. So then yeah. there was like a lot of bitter feelings and I was talking to my older brother and I was telling him, man, like this is fucked up. Like this is, this is my life now. And he told me who said, who right. said this is the end i'm just mm. like bro like i can't get anything better and he told me again who said who said you can't i back in the day i would think i must have been like 23 or 24 so he just told me bro you're you're fucking getting started. that's right and i and he asked me what do you want to do and i told him i don't know yet and he's like well so you figure it out like fucking quit there and you I was go like, i can't quit man and he's like yes you can it's yep. really fucking simple all you do is go up to the motherfucker tell him i can't stand your ass i'm gonna quit yeah and it's that done. And then I go, and then what? And he goes, I don't know. That's the Bro, beauty of it. Figure you know, it out. Right? Yo, it, uh, it's crazy that you mentioned this, right? Because uh, I knew mean, we were talking about this a little while ago. Mm -hmm. When it comes to um, transitioning, right? People are very afraid of yes. making those transitions in life. And one of the biggest things I talk to you about and I talk to you about is when you are uncomfortable, you're going to make things happen. Mm -hmm. You're going to make those moves. Absolutely. And, you know, even talking with you and talking with you and we, we run through so many scenarios and what ifs and possibilities. Like, I definitely want to say on camera, thank you, bro, because course, you have bro. helped me tremendously in just the last year. You've helped us tremendously in the last year. Facts. Just with oh, I appreciate your, you that. know how, how to do certain things and how to set up. And I was just like, I am so grateful for that. And that's kind of the person you are. And I know that, like we talked about those transitions, they're scary. They're but terrifying. you got to believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's it's those transitions that we overwork in our brains. And then once they happen, it's not that bad. It's, yeah. not, it's really not that you bad. You blow it up to be this right. fucking gigantic monster exactly. in your head. And then you get in front of it. And it's like, ah, oh, it's the fear of the unknown. Right. Exactly. Once you can't put something quantifiable, that's when it becomes too scary to attempt. Damn, that's a big ass word. Really, you can't really like compare it to anything that you've done before. Right. And in my family, I was the first to venture into this space much less like trying to do anything independent. So mm. I was scared fucking shitless right. going into that fucking talk. So I told my boy, my, the dude who, who, who was my friend and we kind of were like, kind of, you know, our relationship was dying down. Mm -hmm. I told him, bro, I think I'm going to quit. And he told me to my face, it's not that bad, bro. For it's him. really not that bad. No, like he just said in general, like my situation for me to quit. You're different. So I'm just like, man, I don't know. Like he this dude talks crazy to me and he goes, bro, it's not that bad. And I shit you not within the hour, <laughs> within the hour, this dude starts talking, not my boy, my fucking manager starts yeah. talking hot. I don't say anything. I just look directly at my boy and I'm like, you still think I'm capping? Mm. And he didn't say anything. He was, he was trying to justify it. Right. And that's why I became like really aware of like, this is no longer my friend. Mm -hmm. Right. Like. He, You're not yes. trying to look out for like, me at this point. In a point. way, they they both kind of benefit from me being this slow. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I went up to the motherfucker and I was just like, I'm putting in my two weeks. And I rock this shit. <laughs> I'm out in two weeks. <laughs> Shots ring out. And <laughs> at the time, my fiance, who's my girl at the time, she's like, well, what if they offered you money to stay? Like more money. And I was like, man, I don't want to do it, but I was tempted. So I mm -hmm. thought about it. I was like, if it comes to it, if he asks me, Cause it's been normal in the past with that agency. Like someone wants to leave, they'll be like, we'll give you a little bonus. I asked this dude for a raise and I told him I'm making crumbs compared to what everyone else is making in the company. And that's fucking facts. Like right. I'll pull out my fucking receipts. Mm -hmm. 
my boy, I already knew what he was making. He was making, I wouldn't say double, but he was making significantly more than me. Damn. Mm. So I wasn't even trying to match his paycheck. I was like, bro, like just bump my shit by a hundred dollars and I'll be good. This guy looked me in the eye and he said, you're not worth the raise. Mm. I, I don't even think the, I know. <laughs> I don't like using the word cunt, mm. but that motherfucker's a cunt. Fact. So that day I made the decision and I told him right there, I was like, you just heard what you said, right? And he tried to just say, he's like, well, wait a minute. What I'm really not like, no, 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 no. What you said is what you meant. You said how you felt. You said, I'm not worth the raise. And then he used my friend to compare me compared to blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to out the dude. Mm -hmm. Compared to blah, 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 you're not worth the raise. So I'm like, there's no other way you can possibly mean that. Right. You meant that shit. Fucking right you did. But yeah. I'll give you one more try to rephrase what you said. And he couldn't do it. He was stammering. And I was like, I'm putting in my fucking two weeks. Mm. You're lucky, lucky I'm I ain't walk you out weeks. this bitch now. You're lucky I'm giving you my two weeks. So my plan was use those two weeks to collect all the footage that I shot and use it for my shit. Mm -hmm. Right. My boy had just done a reel using a lot of the shit that we worked on together. So I asked him, yo, hand me some of the stuff so I can use my reel and I can start um, looking for other jobs. Yeah. And he said, man, I can't do that. I can't do that, bro. It makes me look bad. That's right? a bitch ass nigga. And I'm yeah. just like, bro, how? Like your name's not even attached to this. He goes, man, I put in more work than you. And I'm like, that the shit that we're watching in this reel that you made is used with my camera and all the animations made were used with my hands. Mm -mm. Please tell me how he couldn't do it. So for a while, our relationship became extremely strained. You met him. He yeah. at the engagement party. Mm. I'll tell you after. Okay. But you met him. Okay. I can't wait to figure out who the fuck this you is. You met him. So then I um, think I know you probably I pick up on energy. Yeah. You probably know. So, um, sorry. So <laughs> I put in the two weeks, <laughs> and my the, my boss is like, well, shit, okay, man, like, like, thank you for yeah. like being a part of like nothing, no offer to stay, nothing. So I was just like, all right, like this is really gonna go down. Mm -hmm. Now there's a weird thing that happens once you made up your mind, mm -hmm. and it's like the universe almost tries to trick you into thinking that you made a wrong move because right. in those two weeks I experienced nothing but fucking peace at that job, mm. and then came the big question: Am I doing the right thing? Right. Is it really that bad? Because right now it's not. But something in me just said, bro, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. Like, if you stay here a month longer, you're going to end up choking this dude, bro. And it's not even a debate of can I? It was just purely will I. It was yeah. just when. When. Because mm. I knew I was going <laughs> to kill this motherfucker. Like, he was talking to me hot, boy. That is insane. Mad hot. And one day I told him, you're not my fucking pops. After six o'clock, shit is different. Yeah. I have no obligation to refrain myself once we step out of this building at six o'clock. You stop being my boss at six. Pipe the fuck down. Fucking like, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. after a point, don't test my gangster. Yeah. So it was getting to that situation. And once I left, it was tough because I didn't know how to niche. I didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to market myself. And right. you would think spending time in an agency, it would give you a better idea. But again, the world of entrepreneurship was very new. Different. Yeah. Right. A lot different. Facts. It wasn't as, I guess, interconnected as it is now where you mm -hmm. can link up with somebody. You see what they do. Yo, let's link up. Let's collab. Let's exchange info. Mm -hmm. It was a lot different, especially the social media stuff back then right. was a lot less uh, responsible, I would say, because mm -hmm. now people use it for highlight reels to promote their work. It's different. There's a clear strategy back then. None of that it's exists. It was the wild, 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 wild west. It was the wild ah. west. <laughs> Look at these guys. So, yo, okay. So now that, now that we pretty much, we got the full understanding of what what drove you, yes. what pushed you. Now I'm like, mm, we're here. Mm -hmm. What is something you think that you want to know? Like, you're just like, yo, okay, so now we're here. How did you get from here to one of the craziest stories you're about to tell? Yeah, so but how, how did that little gray area, that space of the, in that transition, how did you end up? with whatever the first uh that big the big story you're gonna the tell big story yeah. I'm gonna reveal. Yeah. man it was also one of those things of trial and error because right after that um i spent a few months looking for a job i thought that was the key i still thought like all i needed to do was just Get find a, a place yeah. set a home base and i if i grow it enough like i grow my status right. mm -hmm. or so i thought so i found a really cool startup company at the time um and they were really looking to push out video that was their main focus so i came in hot like mm. I came in really energetic, but about the one to one and a half year mark, I felt that feeling again, of mm. like, man, this can't be it. Mm. The experience was completely night and day. Like I didn't have it. Well, I had kind of a bitchy manager, but right. I started straight once and she never came at me again. Not that sounds hot. 
Basically, what happened was Set like her, one put her day, in her fucking place. Is that what you did? <laughs> no. Nah, one, one day she was talking to me hot because like there was a bunch of videos back to back. Right. And this is a thing that I don't that I learned from her that would later like work for my clients, which is like your job as a creative or any professional mm -hmm. is to manage expectations. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Correctly. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correctly. Yeah. So if I tell you. I got a guy who's dope at video. I'm not going to assume that the dude's going to do everything related to video. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as simple as pushing a button and it's done. This bitch thought that was that. So she was talking to her superior saying like, oh, he can do 3D. Oh, he can do this. He can do that. And I'm like, 3D requires a different level of payment that y'all not giving me. Let's mm. be frank. Yeah. If you want me to learn 3D, that's cool. We're going to have to renegotiate. Yeah. And she's like, if you can't offer me solutions, then I can't use you. I am offering you solutions. So I'm like, I'm giving you expectations so that you can run it to your boss. Cause I don't know what you're telling him, but what you're telling him is not possible. If you want something done in two weeks, it'll get done. If you want it to be good, that's something else. Mm. Mm. So meet me in the middle, what you want. She was mad adamant. So I was like, I'm gonna give you the two weeks and I can promise you it'll be the shittiest work that you've seen because that's what two weeks gets you. Are you still cool with it? Bro, she was adamant. She thought she was gonna get that shit out of me. like. I worked through it like I found inspiration. No, I, I meant what I said. Mm -hmm. It's two weeks is going to look like horse shit. So the day before I owed her the video, she was on my ass, on my ass. And I just Hulk smashed the fucking table and I left because I was <laughs> I was not sleeping, bro. For, I was like working 15 hour days. Damn. And this bitch was threatening to fire me over something that was not even my mistake. She didn't know how to manage her expectations right. to her boss. So I hoax slammed and left. And then another dude who was a part of my team who ended up be becoming her replacement. Mm -hmm. She left afterwards. Spoiler alert. She left afterwards. Spoiler alert. He became my manager. Best boss I've ever had. And he told me, he's like, bro, I side with you. She talked. She spoke reckless. I'm going to talk to her. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't need you to talk to her. I'm about to dip. I was adamant about leaving that day. Mm. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry. Just come in the next day like you good. So yeah. that's what happened. Okay. Um. She she went up. She went up to him, and she was like, "Oh, Andre snapped at me in front of everybody." And I went, "Sweetheart, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm Colombian. You'll know when I snap at you. Mm. I did not snap at you, Bruh, I could already tell. Like anyone that like people that don't know you, you're not that kind of person. I'm not that kind of person. You're super chill, right? But so, all it yeah, takes is cool like one fun. stupid thing. Right. And I let out the drive. And it's ANS. So, and he got, he got an ANS moment. So like my, my, form, my, my teammate who became her replacement, he spoke to her and he's like, yo, you owe him an apology. Hmm. Because he had video experience. He came from right. film school and he's like, let me break down what the fuck you're asking him to do. Hmm. So he broke it down to her and then the next day she came in with her tail between her legs. She's like, you know what? My spoken reckless. I was like, might have. You, you're speaking like you were my mom's. Like your tone's got to change. Yo, what is it with people in this space that think they can talk to you? Like so I told her that I was like, yo, you're not my mom's bro. Like pipe down. And I told her that I was like, calm down. No need for the aggravation. Then she was like, oh, he, he, he spoke to me or some shit. And I was like, listen, you'll know when I do. That shit is so insane. anyway, so fast forward another year and a half and I feel fucking miserable because I, I feel stuck mm -hmm. and I still have the same problem. I don't know how to market myself. I have no idea how to get out there. So. My manager, the homeboy who talked to my previous manager, mm -hmm. he calls me one day. He's like, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, what's going on, man? I'm like, what you mean? And I fake a smile. I'm like, what you mean? And he goes, there's a, a, a clear difference in your work as of late. And I've seen your real work. And I'm like, define real work. And he goes, the shit you don't do at your job. I see your film projects. Mm. I see what you're capable of. There's no denying you have talent. And when I see the shit that you're doing here, I can tell there's a loss of interest. He said it like that. Damn. And I immediately go into fucking panic mode because I'm not trying to lose my job, but he's right. He's 100% fucking right. Back then, I took it as him trying to tell me, like, wise the fuck up or I'm going to fire you. Mm -hmm. But now, looking back, he was telling me, like, bro. This is not for you. Dip. This is not for what you. the fuck are you doing? So what ended up happening was he ended up leaving. Yeah. Two months after we had that conversation, he mm -hmm. dipped. And then once he dipped, I felt the sensation like this is a sinking ship. Mm. I really got to get the fuck out. I made the decision in my heart, in my mind. I was like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm fucking done. So New Year's Day 2018. No, no. 2017. New Year's Day. New right Year's before we Eve, reconnected, actually. Right before we reconnected, actually. Yeah. Or around the same time. Mm. Somewhere around there. 
um, I tell my my girlfriend, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm done, I'm fucking done, and she was like, well, you can't be done. Like, you need a plan. What's your fucking plan of attack? I was like, I don't know, bro. I just know that I I felt this before, I and love I'm that fucking done. Yep. I'm fucking done. And she's like, well, work out a four or five month plan. Like, get your shit together. What stuff can you show in the past three years? And like with tears in my eyes, I said, I got nothing to show. I got Damn. nothing to show. Because they, they held like, all the fucking yeah. property to the stuff that, right. that, that I was doing for them. But right. it wasn't related to anything that I could market. Mm -hmm. right. It was purely education based. And back at the time, I didn't know how to market myself to education. Right. So I was like, I got nothing to show. So she goes, this is why you need some time to give yourself that wiggle room. Otherwise, you're going to suffer again. I come up with a plan. I was just like, bro, like, I don't care for a plan. I just want to be done. So I roll up. The day after our vacation, back to back to work, and I notice it's oddly quiet. Ooh, I hate those. Suspiciously quiet, and I was like, people are probably still on vacation mode, mm -hmm. probably feeling like the same feelings I have, like oh, back to work, whatever the fuck. A coworker of mine knocks on my door. He's like, hey, you have a call. So, to rewind again, my manager just left. We had a new manager come in, some white lady worked who worked at Google or some shit. She was supposed to be the shit in the education space. And when she met me, she had no idea what was my role at the job, at the company. Like she couldn't get how video served the company. So I was trying to convince her, let's, let's go for YouTube for education. Mm -hmm. We can broaden our audience. We can pull in more clients. Right. But she didn't get it. So when I came back, my mission became to convince her, let's do the keep YouTube my job shit and, shit. and keep Pretty my much, job. Yeah. So I get that knock from my coworker. He's like, oh, so-and-so wants to see you. That lady that I just mentioned, she wants, she wants to have a call with you at 3.30. And I'm thinking it's probably to like talk new terms about my role. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. No doubt. 3.30 rolls around and I go to this room and a woman who's never been a part of my team is sitting there. I barely interact with this woman. She's in a whole completely different um, space, right? space. Yeah. But we're in the same office and I immediately have a rhyme feeling. I was like, they're either going to switch me over to her or what something else. Or yeah, something but, else. Yeah. But I didn't think like fired or nothing. You know what I mean? Like that was the last thing, but I was like, something's up. Mm. So we go to the call that my new manager is there. And basically she says, well, I want to thank you for all the work that you've done, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we, um, your role no longer serves a purpose for this company. And just like that, bro, that's what she'd ended on. So I stayed quiet and I started laughing. Cause I'm like, holy shit, this what, you, this, this, what this, I wanted this is the came out. true. Yes. So then I ask her, am I fired? She goes, no, you're laid off. And I'm like, what's the difference? And she goes, you can collect unemployment. Well, she goes, it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. And bro, like I just needed to hear that. She was just like, it's not your fault. And Did was, you feel like it was your fault? I knew for a fucking fact it was not my fault. Fucking right. I knew for a fact it was not my fault. I wanted her to say it. Because yeah. in the event that she would have brought up Carfax, I would have split the bitch a new one. I'm being like, mm. listen, you just came in like a fucking month ago. Right. Like, what the fuck do you know? Yeah. Yo, so here's my question with that, bro. Um, two times so far you've mentioned, right, in this interview where someone has devalued you. Absolutely. Yes. And now, because I know how much work you put in and, how, and where you are today. Yes. And how much you make today. We don't have to disclose that, of course. Yeah, yeah. But how much you make today being independent, right? And how you're teaching people how to be independent and, you know, doing that. How do you feel today looking back? Bro, it was the best thing that could have happened to me, quite honestly. And I'm at the mercy. I'm, I'm thankful for all the experiences, truly, because to be in this industry, it's not about climbing any kind of social ladder. It's about paying your dues mm -hmm. mm. and a way in which you pay your dues is making mistakes. Facts. You know what I mean? And in making mistakes, that's how you refine your process. So all this was for me was just trying to figure out how do I refine my process? Cause I'm clearly making some kind of fucking mistake here. That's common. Yeah. And so right after I got laid off, I had no plan. I had barely any money saved up and my lease was up that fucking year. So Damn. I had to move the fuck out. So like niggas down like, bad. I was like my options were so fucking slip, slim. Sorry. So, McDonald's was looking real good, huh? So I was, <laughs> bro. At at yeah. that point, like anything was looking good. You know what I mean? Damn. Because it's just like I wasn't getting what I wanted from this video space. I was trying to push myself, but I wasn't really getting a bite. And then a month goes by, and I get an email, and I go, "Someone's fucking with me. There's no, there's no way." This email says who they they say they are. But I got an email from someone saying, I'm from Damon John's team. Mm. We're looking for new creatives. A month after, bro, I'm talking January 2018. 
And I'm like, there's no way. So I show my fiance, my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, check this shit out. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. This seems like a fucking scam. From Shark Tank, yeah. But she's like, entertain it. See where it goes. So I'm like, all right, bet. And then sure enough, bro, I get into an interview and they tell me everything. I'm like, it's legit. It's legit as fuck. So I get in contact with Damon's team. Lucky enough, the person in charge of Damon's content at the time went to my college. Mm. And he saw that I went to York College. So he's like, bro, like you were competing with dudes from NYU, but I had to pick a dude from York College. Wow. And he goes, imagine that. Yes. First of all, NYU, that's that's why niggas go to NYU, first of all. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to go to NYU. I don't know if I have NYU money, but you know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as coincidence. No such thing. So he told me that, and I was like, bro, I appreciate that. So I got in contact with them January. The interview started in February. I did a trial for them, which is basically do some mock edits on certain styles. So they wanted one that was a story style, which is basically like, you see that shit on YouTube all the time. It's the inspirational music yeah. and a bunch of fucking inspirational quotes like in a compilation. Right. It was one of those. And then there was another one where it's supposed to be like a fun edit, something fast, something hip hop shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I did both of them and I didn't hear from them for months. So I was like, oh, these motherfuckers G'd me. Right. They got me for free work. Back to the drawing board. So then May rolls around and I hear back from the team. He's like, yo, we did not forget about you. We were just re- waiting for the right time. We have a shoot coming up with Damon. Are you available? I said, yes, so motherfucking fast. I was like, yes, hell fucking yes. 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 Hell yeah. Hell, yeah. hell yeah. And the rest is history, man. Like I, I, I'm indebted to Damon John and his team because that was where my career actually started. started. It was like after I figured out the nine to five shit ain't for me. Mm. And there's a way in which you can do this independently. Right. And I remember... I was Damon was my only client, but I was doing odd gigs here and there just to get by. My 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 bills were just getting covered, bro. Mm-hmm. But I was making virtually no money whatsoever. It was all going to my bills. And then around August, that's when I had a gig with Damon. I did like a week and a half worth of work. That week and a half worth of work equated to a whole month's salary from my other job. Crazy. Plus more. Yo. And that was the day that I was like, yo, I could do this. Right. I could legitimately I don't need a fucking job. That was the day that I was just like, all right, like this is the yeah, route. No disrespect to jobs. Again, no, no, no disrespect. No, absolutely. We get Listen. it. We, we, we understand. If we, you feel fulfilled, I got yeah. a job. God damn it, shit. It no, is what it is. is. <laughs> if you feel fulfilled and your job yes. is a place where you feel content, it you. offers you the opportunities. Right. Mazel tov, like you made it in the game. Right. For <laughs> me, who's someone who who considers themselves a creative, it's too stagnant. There, yeah. there definitely is a cap in terms of your growth, and yes. like, yeah. you need to keep it moving. Right. Even in the space that I'm in now, like it's always constantly moving. So I feel like I'm constantly being challenged and pushed. Facts. And it's something that I needed and I thought that I could have at a job, but it's it's a whole different animal. It's, it's a whole completely different animal. And it, it, it kind of brings out a new fire in you. So, right. so nigga, some days I don't fucking sleep, bro. No, exactly. And but you, you wouldn't trade it for the world, right? Absolutely not. It's, it's exactly. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not fucking peaches and cream. No. Like, yeah. The thing is, it's like I always look at, it, at look at it as an analogy like this. Like you can have a lion who's in caged, yes, right, who's in a zoo. They're getting fed. They're getting everything they need. Exactly. Or you can go out there and you can hunt for it. Exactly. And you have that freedom and liberty to, to continue to do what you want. And it's do. a different level of satisfaction. Yes. yes. You know, uh, different bro, level of satisfaction. 100%, so I get it. I can 100%. dig it. So like I'm, yeah. I, listen, I'm in a stage now where I'm young, so I can say this, but I can give two shits about benefits. Only because like the satisfaction of making your own money with your own two hands, there's no greater feeling yeah. other right. than someone just kind of giving you what you deserve. You right. know what I'm saying? Or saying what you deserve. Or saying what you deserve. And that's another thing that after a while, like just made no sense. Why do I have to justify staying at a job later if my job is done? Mm. Like why the nine to five if I'm done between nine to two? Two or yeah. one or one. I can and come you to still work. have to yeah. justify. You right. still have to, if you get up and like I'm done, you're looked that funny, but you're done. Right. And that, that it was getting to that with me. Like literally I had to create work for myself at my last job because nobody knew what the fuck to do with me. Sounds like the military. So it sounds like it's busy work. Busy work. Busy no, work. No, I'm being honest, bro. It's busy work. Facts. Right? Yeah. No, it's, so that was the that was the case with me. It was just I was getting fed up with that feeling. I was like, why do I have to justify sticking like I'm looking at videos at this point on your dime. I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just I got better things to do with my fucking time. Fucking right. So like once you go independent, it really pushes you to be more intentful with your time mm-hmm. and be more practical with your decisions. 
and be more strategic in your moves. And mm -hmm. that's something that I feel I couldn't get out of a job for right. sure. Yeah. Because there's a certain, like you give up your power to people literally a pay grade above you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if that's something that you just need the peace of mind where you need to collect a check. That's security. Awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I totally fucking get it. Right. But as a creative who's someone who feels kind of pushed, not just by the money, but by the impact, it's not enough. And so I realized that once I started working with Damon, there, there is such, such a thing as something more. Right. That a nine to five wasn't the cap for me. It wasn't it. Mm. And that's okay. You know, like for a while, I, the getting laid off was traumatic. Because yeah. you think like, could I have done anything different to prove in my value? Right. But if it's not in alignment, then... Your values, what, your values right here, bro. It's, it's exactly. what you... Yeah. If you're not aligned with the organization, it doesn't fucking matter no matter how much of a good job you do. You know what I'm Fact, saying? And yeah. at the end of the day, no matter how much I try to deny it or they try to deny it, it was I was in complete out of alignment with what they wanted me to do. I was really dissatisfied with the, the new people in charge. Mm -hmm. It seemed very money oriented and it had nothing to do with me. Like mm -hmm. I'm not getting incentivized to push a fucking sale. But yet every motherfucker above me is like, think sale, 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 sale. And I'm like, it has nothing I'm not to getting do. shit out of it. I'm you not don't getting no fucking commission. Yeah. So what the fuck do fuck I do care I about? Care. Here? You know exactly. what I mean? But it's like, act like you do. No, like no. it is. No, no. I'm going to act like I'm better if like the check reflects it. You know yes. what I'm saying? Fucking right. But right. no one wants to talk the check. So now when you're in a position when you're independent, you can actually have those arguments. And if people don't want to go with you, you can just go. Keep it moving. You. Okay, thank you. Mazel yeah. tov. So yeah. saying that, you know, I keep hearing this name. Here this we is, go. This is one of the things that like I, I'm really excited about about yes. this interview, right? We talk about tea. You talk about some hot tea. Yes. And there's Celebrity one name, <laughs> one name in particular that keeps coming up. Yes. 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 Okay. So, okay. So I kind of I briefly told him about this story, right? It was the story that happened was it's this guy that we all know. What's what's he? It's Billy, name? man. Billy, right? Woody fucking Harrison, right? Woody Harrelson. I need you to tell this story, of course. You were there, motherfucker. You yes. lived it. Yes, yes, yes. And then yes. here you go. You finally hear. I'm, I'm Woody so Harris ready to hear this shit. Um, let me, okay, let me, let me, I got you. So go this was a year after I started working with Damon. So okay. I got lucky, truly, in this sense that every client that I've had has been a celebrity. Okay. And every celebrity client has found me. I haven't found them. Okay. So this was around the time where I started working with Dapper Dan. Around mm. this time, his family. Shout out to Dapper Dan. Shout, shout to out, Dapp. major shout out to Dapper Dan. I, I actually, I love Dap. I love his family. I am so grateful for them. I'll, I'll talk about why just now. So, I got hired in January to start shooting some stuff for Dapper Dan because this was literally right off of the announcement that Dap was releasing a new book mm -hmm. and he was releasing a movie. Oh shit! Okay. So they wanted to really pump up his social content. Right. So I was working with him from January to like April. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really hear much around May, June or July. Right. Around, around late July, his older daughter hits me up. Or one of his daughters hits me up because he has a lot of kids. So mm -hmm. his daughter hits me up. She, she also helps run the, the, the business. I love her. She's a fantastic person. And she tells me that they're opening a pop-up shop okay. with um, a capsule collection of Dap's old stuff that they're going to try and sell off. They need to market it. Okay. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, what do you need for me? She goes, I need you to spearhead this. And then I ask her, what does this look like for me? She goes, name your price and name how you want to do it. Mm. Literally, like they the gave me a fucking sandbox. They're like, here, bro. And here's all the toys. Bring your own too, bro. Like, have fun. So I was wild. I was just absolutely ecstatic. And basically what it was, was I came on as a content strategist and a video director to all their stuff. Content strategist. So I started producing a lot of stuff for the capsule collections. We had a shoot with some models, professional models from IMG. We had celebrities come into the shop like Ashley Graham, Omari Hardwick, mm. and in comes our good old buddy, Woody Harrelson. Oh, here we go. Around this time, love it. Zombieland 2 was coming out. Okay. Yeah. So this, so this was, was recent. Yeah. This was, this was 2019. Oh shit. So Zombieland 2 was coming out and he was hosting SNL that weekend with mm -hmm. Billie Eilish. And I, worked out a deal where I would go into the shop around two or three times a week, mm -hmm. sometimes more. Cause I, I genuinely like going to the shop, even if I wasn't working just to kick it. Cause mm -hmm. like me and Dap and his family, we just got really cool like that. And they were like, if you're not doing anything, like just pull up. So I yeah. would just do that. So, um, his daughter calls me one day and she's like, we got, we're going to get like some hot content this week. And I'm like, talk to me who's coming through. Cause a lot of people would come through constantly and you, you get what you get and you try to post it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's like, Woody Harrelson's coming through. And I was fucking 
hyped because I love this dude. I'm such a big fan. Yo. I'm like, when's he coming through? Oh, I think he's coming in. Da da da. He's coming. He's gonna be here at like 9:30. I'll be. And I told her I'll be there at 8:30 just to set up. I was fucking right. Hyped yeah. as fuck. Of course, Hell bro. Yeah. Who the fuck wouldn't be? Hyped as it's fuck. Woody. It's Woody. It's Woody. And I asked like, what? Well, what was he going for the shop for? And then, and they told me Dap is designing his outfit for SNL. And I'm like, get the fuck out. That's so baller, bro. That concert's gonna be. And I was just like. Mind daydreaming, flabbergasted, the possibilities, <laughs> flabbergasted, of, like all the stuff we can get. Right. So I was hyped. I get uh -huh. there eight thirty, start setting up, mm. and I wait. And I was also working at the time with a uh, a photographer who does content for Omari Hardwick. He, him and I end, ended up becoming really good friends. And that's Ghost, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Powers. Yeah. Okay. So he, him and I usually pop up at the same time around the shop. Right. He would wait for me to pop in first because if I popped in first and he knew he knew he had to come because I'm coming all the way from Long Island. He's coming in from the Bronx to, to Harlem. So it's not that bad of a commute for him. So right. if I'm showing up like it's because we have to. So I'm, I, I hit him up. I'm like, bro, I'm here. Woody's going to pop up in an hour. He's like, I bet I'm on my way. And I was like, all right, cool. And then a few minutes roll by. And then sure enough, the man of the hour arrives with his wife. Mm. They arrive. Um, I see them. The way the shop is set up is like it's one long space. It's one. It's two floors. The top floor, the the first floor, the top floor, is basically like the showroom. So it's like a really nice fitting room. There's mirrors there. There's some clothes hanging. There's mm -hmm. pictures of artists that Dap's covered. There's Jay Z on the wall, Floyd Mayweather, and I'm all the way in the back. In the back, at least to the second part of the of the building, which is the where the ateliers tailor the stuff downstairs. So I'm around that space in the back. I'm all the way in the back and I'm watching him in the front coming, coming all the way, making his way to the back. Mm. He stops somewhere in the middle and I go, all right, like now it's my chance to get up, introduce myself, have him get comfortable with me. Right. I have my camera set up on a Ronin gimbal. A Ronin gimbal is basically like a stabilizer. Um, no bigger than this, maybe mm -hmm. something like that. And with the camera, maybe like this high, but the lens cap is on the camera and I have it to my side, like a holster. Don't have it out like this nor nothing. Literally just have it down. And I walk up to Woody and immediately, bro, as soon as he lays eyes on me, I get a look. Like a glare. Like a glare, like the fuck is happening here? Who the fuck is this guy kind of look? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think anything of it, but I notice the look. I shake hands with his wife. I say, it's a pleasure. Go to Woody Harrelson. I go, Mr. Harrelson, it's a really big pleasure. I'm such a big fan. And he goes, yeah. Are you the video guy? And in my head, I'm going, the fuck you think? Yeah, I'm what's like, this? Yeah, 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 I'm the video guy. Yeah. And he goes, okay, are you rolling now? Lens cap is on. No, I'm not rolling. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, just lay it down for a bit. Like, um, it's making me a little uncomfortable. So I'm like, I no doubt, man. Like, yeah. it's all good. Whenever you feel good, like, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. All right? So mm -hmm. no worries. I'm not here to make you feel uncomfortable. I stand to the side, and he's having a conversation with Dap's daughter, um, his wife and someone else, someone else working the shop. Right. And I'm onto the side of going like, the fuck was that? You know, like there yeah. was a look and then there was a comment, but I'm like, whatever. So I was swifting through like the rack of clothes, minding my own business, not yeah. really just, not really paying attention to the conversation Woody and them are having, mm -hmm. but I can feel a fucking look. Like, you know, that sensation when you know, you know, He's someone's staring looking at you. At you? Someone looks, so, yeah. so I'm like, who the fuck is staring? And bro, sure enough, I shift my head. It's Woody. How is he staring? Show me. Like this. Oh my God. Is he confused? Like he about smelled something? a fart. He's trying to decipher. <laughs> this nigga farted. This motherfucker farted. This nigga farted. So he's looking at me like that, and then he walks up. He's like, "Hey, can you put the camera down?" And the conversation stops. And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "You're making me feel self-conscious." Okay, this is the part where I'm sorry. I have to interject. <laughs> this man has done how? You're many a movie movies? star, bro. Right? How can this little camera? Itty bitty DSLR camera. A7S, not that big. How can that make you feel self-conscious, fam? And so I start laughing because I'm like, is that a Are joke? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Because like, this motherfucker just shot an IMAX fucking movie. Right. But my itty bitty, she makes Well, you they can see your fucking pores, my nigga. So he, say, he says that, and I look at Dap's daughter, and she has a look like... What the fuck? What? Yeah. yeah. And so I went, you heard him, right? And she goes, I heard him. And I was like, I'm not here to make you feel uh, self-conscious or uncomfortable, Mr. Harrelson. The lens cap is still on. I'll put the camera down. He goes, yeah, yeah, I just, I'd appreciate that, man. Like, you know, like, I just want to break from all the lenses and the cameras. And I'm like, I get it. 
Right. Whatever. But Whatever. the lens cap is still on. Were you even recording? Bro, no, nothing. He, he never recorded, bro. The camera was to my side. Lens cap on. I was not even in shooting mode. Nothing. I'm so fucking lost. I'm on the side, minding my own fucking business, away from the conversation. I'm, I'm at least four feet away from them. Jesus Christ. Homie stops conversation, takes a few steps towards me, says that, like, hey, can you put the camera down? You're making me feel self-conscious, and then walks back. Like... Like he's just like he mic dropped, but it's like the most awkward mic drop that you can possibly fucking expect. Right. So I'm tight and I, I set the camera down because obviously I'm not going to force the camera lens in his face. And you know what? Like he has every right. If he doesn't want to be recorded, I don't understand record. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. However, I'm there to do a job. You know what I mean? Like I'm not on his dime. I'm on their dime. And so Dap's daughter still goes like, I'll pay you for the day. And I go, I can't do that. Like I, I just I, morally, I cannot do that. I came here to do some work. I don't get to do the work. How I look like billing you anyway. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, look I, fucked up. And we family, so I'm like, I'm not gonna do that to you. Like, don't worry. Like, I even offered to go there for free. That's how much of a fan I was. And after that, I was like, I should have fucking charged like fucking eight hundred, nine hundred dollars just to be there for the hour, or whatever the fuck. But I was like, don't worry about it. I don't want to. I don't feel. I'm sorry, right. my nigga. Did you just say eight hundred, nine hundred dollars for the for an hour? hour, bro? Just for I'm saying, just for dealing yeah. with someone like yeah, that, you know, like yes. in hindsight, it would have been even more worth yeah, it. See but what I'm talking like, about, like you right? get nothing about it. Right. You yeah. get nothing. So like, right. I show up for free, and you know, again, like I show up for free even on my off days because like I love hanging out with Daph. So that's not the problem. The problem was like I'm there to do a, a job, a job right. you know. So like I and I care about this job. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking like, yo, if we have Woody Harrelson on Dab's page on the week he's hosting SNL, it's gonna blow bro, the fuck that's just up. gonna be fucking money. Yeah. It's right. gonna be money. So I was tight more at the at the fact that I couldn't get that. I couldn't get that fucking fire footage. So I I start texting my boy. I was like, bro, don't show up. And he mm. calls me. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, bro. This guy's being weird. And he's like, Why are you being weird to he's me? He's like, Explain <laughs> to me how. And I'm like, He wouldn't let me shoot him because he said yeah. I made him feel self conscious. And my boy goes, Wait, 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 wait. Self conscious? What the fuck are you rolling with? A red? And I'm like, No, bro, I just have my A7S. And he goes, Nah, bro, you sure you heard self conscious? I'm like, That's a very hard word to but not yeah, get right. As a, as a yeah. Fucking, yeah. Self conscious. And he, and he started, My boy's dying laughing. So I'm tight. Whatever, like I'm like, all right, whatever the fuck, it don't matter. That yeah. shit don't help me with somebody yeah, laughing. Yeah, like man, yeah. this shit ain't funny, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm tight as fuck, bro, because I'm like, damn, like, like never meet your heroes, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's one of those things. So then, I'm sitting there and I'm, I have a look on my face and I'm just like, well, I'm gonna chill here till like 12 and then I'm gonna dip out. Yeah, I was gonna grab some lunch or whatever the fuck. You came from Long Island, my nigga. I came from Long Island. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So that rolls through. He's like, oh shit, what are we shooting today? And I go, nothing. And he goes, then what the fuck are you here for? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go, all right. So. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm already thinking. I already know. You're already thinking ahead. It's not the worst part. Sorry. Go ahead. So that's so that's like, what the fuck are you here for? And I was like, I was going to shoot Woody Harrelson. And he's like, oh, Woody's here. And he goes, yeah. I say, yeah, he's downstairs. And he goes, why aren't you downstairs? And I go, I make him feel self-conscious. And Dab goes, what? <laughs> it's just like that. It, like, exactly. And I was like. And I just did that. I was like, I don't know, Dap. I don't know what to tell you. So he goes, man, let me talk to him. He goes, he, Dap does this thing like, bro, don't even sweat it. Like, it's just a gesture. He goes, and he goes downstairs. Like, 15 minutes roll by. And I'm still chilling. I'm still staring into space. Kind of tight. But I feel a little bit better. Like, yeah. once I see Dap, I'll know. Like, I'll have a good laugh. And then I'm, I can go home. And right. I'm, I'm straight. Yeah. 15 minutes rolls by. And it's like the fucking flash runs out the fucking bottom staircase. It's Woody, bro, full speed. He's God like, damn. <gasps> I gotta get the hell out of here. Just like that. Saying, saying it to no one but me as a witness. Says it out just like that. I gotta get the hell out of here. And he runs to the fucking front. <laughs> like a fiend. <laughs> and his wife butt. comes up right behind him. She goes, yeah, can we open the doors and the windows? And I go, what's what, wrong? What the fuck? Is he hyperventilating? And cause? Dab's daughter goes, what's the matter with him? And she goes, I shit you not. He doesn't like the scent of lemon pledge. Shut the fuck up. I sh swear to you. So <laughs> like, I, I swear, swear to you, bro. I swear I, you to you, you God. You can't make this shit up. What? He couldn't tell this. He couldn't stand the scent of lemon pledge. So what? then Dab comes up and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And, he, and I'm telling Dab, I'm trying to keep a straight face. I'm like, Dab, they're ask, she's asking if we can open the windows. And she goes, he goes, why? It's fucking October. And I'm like, oh Woody can't stand the scent of lemon pledge. 
and that without missing your beat goes, is he high? <laughs> I can see that. That's and what I would say. And bro. I'm like, I don't think so. But it's Woody Harrelson. I don't fucking know because the dude acts like a stoner. Yeah. So you, it's it's a gamble, bro. Like yeah. you never 50. know. Yeah, he might. So be on Dab stuff. literally asked his wife, "Did he smoke before he came?" He's like, "No, nah, we came here like bike riding. Like he's not high." So then Dab like tells me, "He's like, oh my god, yo, can you tell my cleaners like can they? Because they only speak Spanish. The cleaners, yeah. can you tell the cleaners to like open the windows and shit?" Mm. And I was like, "You want me to tell him why?" He's like, "Man, I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out." Yeah. So. I tell the guys in Spanish, I was like, I'll run la ventana, open the windows. Yeah. This guy feels uncomfortable. He's getting lightheaded and woozy. He goes, the guy goes, why? And he goes, it's the lemon pledge. And the guy stares at me for like 30 seconds. Like, you're not dead ass, bro. But Are I'm, you serious? I'm telling him like, lemon pledge. I just go lemon. And he goes, the lemon pledge? I'm like, <laughs> yo, the lemon pledge, bro. And he goes, oh my God. Okay. Okay. And then he starts ra like raising the windows. And I'm like, I'm like this. This is this can't be my life. Bro. So did he run outside? Like where is Woody? He at? runs he out, bro. Sprinted. So now the meeting that was supposed to take place downstairs, where Woody's supposed to be reviewing his outfit, is taking place outside, outside. the shop because oh he can't God. stand the scent of lemon pledge. And mind you, it's not even a really fucking strong scent. It's like an aroma, like just yeah. floating in the air. You know what I'm saying? It's just whisk by. It's you. faint. It's whisking by. <laughs> so. Dap is just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, man, I told you, I made him feel self-conscious. He goes, Dap just does that to me. He's like, man, get get out of here with that shit. So then I go outside. Dap is joking with Woody, mm -hmm. trying to lighten up the mood. And at this point, it's it's the end of the meeting. And yeah. they're going around saying goodbye. And I'm tight as fuck. Of course. I'll be mad. But I still it. respect the decision that he didn't want to re be recorded. You know, yeah. like at the end of the day, Say even if it was weird, he was a gentleman about it, and I have to keep it professional. Yeah. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I go up to him and go, Mr. Harrelson, it was still a pleasure. And he goes, Yeah, pleasure, just like that. And then he leaves, and that's that. And then I look at everybody, and I go, What the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what the you actually what the could fuck? You come out? You motherfuckers are pranking me. Like what is this? She and just got that pumped. daughter, she's like. I don't know. Like, and he didn't like the outfit. I'm like, what's the outfit? So I go downstairs, bro. It was like a $12,000 suit, like a pajama suit, but it looked flawless. He didn't like it. He's like, nah, it's wrong. I want a new, a new one. So that's like, well, you're that's, gonna have to pay me a new price. Bro. Money, like, bro. Yeah, bro. It was like two days before he was supposed to host. This was on a Wednesday. And Dap had to get him. And Dap out. had to get it before Saturday. Jesus had to get that shit done. Nice, bro. So that's what they settled. And I was just like, Moving forward, we have to do things differently. Because mm -hmm. to me, it's not a waste of time. Y'all family, I'll roll through whatever. Even if you want me to roll through to like have fucking like a lunch or whatever, I'll roll through. But if we're talking about logistically for the sake of this business yes. and for the sake of creating content, things have to go differently. Like, right. Who can we guarantee we can get to get on camera? Right. So I started to tell them like, yo, we have to pre-screen these people. Because how I look coming all the way from Long Island and motherfuckers feel self-conscious. You know what I and mean? And then movie yeah. stars feel self-conscious about self being on camera. Fucking me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, we got to start screening these people. And then once that started, like it's the, the work with them started slowly dwindling. Mm. And then, of course, COVID hit and things went different. Yeah. But that was my experience with Woody Harrelson, man. Jesus. It was just an odd experience. I'm grateful it happened. <laughs> I got to get the hell out of here. Bro. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> Off a of lemon pledge, bro. Lemon pledge. I don't what know what traumatic fuck? experience that motherfucker had with lemon pledge, but I don't want it. He got waterboarded with lemon pledge. I don't want that bud that he smoked that just That shit was like, lemon pledge. In my head, I see. copywriting that shit. The weed brand, lemon pledge. I, I can lemon see him pledge. run up the stairs. Like, I see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> bro, I gotta get the reckless, hell out of here. It was hell. reckless. He was looking side to side. I'm like, bro, like somebody was chasing him. I'm here. I'm the only one. I'm right here. Like, what are you doing? He says, I gotta get the hell, bro. That, it was the hell that's. I was like, what? I thought fire. Like, yeah. I thought fire, bro. So I go down like, yo, y'all good? And I'm like, yeah. Why? And I'm like, this nigga ran out of here. Motherfucker like, ran out like he was being chased by zombies. He Cocaine said, is a hell of a drug, <laughs> bro. There was like, a, like base. 
to the hell. It was like hell, hell out of here. It came out of his diaphragm. That shit was bro, that shit came deep. So I knew he meant business. He was trying to leave. I'm like, what's happening? And when he said, the wife said he can't stand the scent of lemon pledge on Wednesday. And she said that with a straight face. Bro, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Bro, she said that like, it's like, yo, I'm allergic to peanuts. It's like one of those things like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. So I was like, fucking lemon pledge. Get the fuck out of here, bro. But if there's anything that I learned by my experiences like that one and many more that I've had with with working with my clients is that people think making it exempts you for being human, but these celebrities are just as fucked up as us and just as imperfect as us. Right. And it's the most refreshing thing ever. Not for the fact that you want to celebrate anyone's suffering. That's not right. it at all. Yeah. It's the fact that we are know, more, we are more close together than you think. Absolutely. Because mm. if I can relate to you on a human level and understand what keeps you fucked up is the same thing that keeps me fucked up. Then I have a fucking fighting chance. I fucking you know hate lemon chance? pledge too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is a that's a that's a crazy concept. Yeah, man, that's a crazy concept, especially when you deal with celebrities on a day to day basis. Absolutely, and you work with them like all your clients are celebrities. It it kind of yeah. Real quick, so because you deal with celebrities, yes, has anybody had you like starstruck? Was there somebody that you just Bro, you couldn't so you many, get the yeah. words out? So many. I'll tell you the one dude who acted like. I acted like a complete bitch around. And it's because this dude who he is in the movies, he's exactly the same way in real life. The Rock. Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Would have never seen that. Matthew McConaughey is the most coolest motherfucker. All right, all right, all right. Ever grace your fucking (laughs) eyes. I was so... And there's a few occasions where... Shout out to Matt, bro. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matthew McConaughey, bro. Dude did the fucking um, Wolf of Wall Street... Just me. All my camera, bro. Oh my god. All my ca- I have that for life. You just, I would have fucking put that bitch in a case. Like, bro, I, I put that shit in my I put that shit in like five different reels that I made. It's there. I'll show it to you, bro. Okay. It's there. But oh he god. did Matthew McConaughey's the shit, but he's just as suave as he is in his movies. Um mm. a really cool dude was Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller was a really awesome guy, really nice, yeah, down to earth, genuine. Like what surprised me even though he didn't have to, was he went around the room and greeted everyone individually, shook their hand. Mm. My hand was clammy as fuck. He probably was like... And I'm an extreme introvert, so like, I'm hearing like, (laughs) Ben Stiller's coming in 15 seconds, and I'm with Damon in the dressing room. Damon's a hardcore Tropic Thunder fan. He's fucking quoting the whole goddamn movie as we speak, and I'm like, (laughs) trying to like, get the fucking sweats off my hand. Sure enough, Ben Stiller rolls. Damon's fucking fangirling. I'm trying to get the sweat off my hand, and I know my shit is still fucking wet as fuck. It's damp as a motherfucker. Moist ass hands. And I'm just like, damn, I'm so sorry, Yo. but I'm going to go for it. Like, it's yeah. not every day you get to shake Ben Stiller's hands. So I'm like, yeah. Lord, forgive me for doing this man such a dis- fucking disservice. disservice. <laughs> oh, God. But bro, didn't flinch, held my hand like a fucking gentleman, looked me in the eyes, like, really nice to meet you. I hope you have a really good day. Solid ass fucking dude. Um, Amari Hardwick, also a really dope ass guy, really fucking dope. down to earth. I heard he's short, respectfully. Uh, he's all right. I wouldn't okay. say he's he's short. Like your height, maybe. You know, like I'm short, man. I wouldn't say you're short, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm short. Bro. I would say you're short. I would say you're like an he's, average built guy. I'm average. You hear that, guys? I'm average. I like because he's not he's not significantly shorter than me. You know, so he yeah. maybe like five ten something somewhere. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that's height. not short. Yeah, that's not short. Right, fair enough. Okay. Um, but one thing that I appreciate about Amari is like when he came through, he he's really close with Dapper Dan. He's okay. like they're tight. They're really fucking tight. So he came in through for a fitting for the Met Gala that year. Dope. His outfit was fucking impeccable. There was a bunch of people in the room that he did not know, including myself. And he went up to every single motherfucking person like he knew them. And spent like at least 10 seconds going, how you doing? Good to see you, boss. You mm. chilling? You good? Looked you in the eye. If you were not good, like he, you could tell he'll spend that extra few seconds with right. you. Mm-hmm. But he looked you in the eye, gave you a dap, like yeah. he knew you for life. Just bring it in, bro. You good, you family. And he kept it moving, kept it professional. Same thing when he left. None of that Woody Harrelson shit, like, yeah, ple- nah, bro. Like Pleasure. You Pleasure. can tell, like, he limp meant. Hand. Yeah. yeah, the limp hand the shit. The limp hand shit. No, I hate that like, shit. you can tell he meant that shit. So right. he's a really solid dude. I met Fat Joe before. Yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah, <laughs> I wish, Listen, bro. Listen, <laughs> Joe, Joe. Joe, I'm telling you right now, that dude, OG. OG, bro. OG, OG. OG as respect. fuck. Do not fuck around with OG as right fuck. Now. I went up to Joe. I was sleepy as fuck. I showed up to Dap Shop one day. Sleepy as fuck. There's a dude in the corner of my eye in the shop texting. I'm still like getting the coffee in my system. And, I, right. and I'm going, that dude looks a lot like Fat Joe. And I keep walking. 
I don't say anything. As I wake up, I go, wait a minute. That's his that, is, that is that is Fat Joe. So I forgot like, what the fuck I was at. What up, Joe? He's still texting, go, oh, what up, ba? You good? And I'm like, yo, I'm chilling. What's going on? And I dapped him up and he was like, yo, you good? I'm good, bro. Good to see you. God bless you. He was like, same to you, yo, same to you. And just like that, casual as fuck. I could have kept talking to him. Yeah. But I left it there. Another dude who might be heartbreaking to find out that he's weird is Allen Iverson. Mm. I, I, can, I, Iverson. I can see it. I can see AI mm. being a dick. It's not that he's a dick. Is the crew that he rolls with makes him look like a dick, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Birds of a feather flock together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I did not rock, fuck with Rich the Kid. I thought Rich the Kid was mega disrespectful. Okay. Um, he showed up to the shop one day, to Dap Shop. He was designing something for him, and he reeked of weed. And if there's anything that Dap detests, it's drugs. Mm-hmm. Detests it. Yeah. So imagine this dude who reeks like fucking marijuana yeah. walking into a shop. Dap is mad enthusiastic when it comes to the shit that he does. Like he tells you the stories behind all the outfits. Right. He goes by the walls. Rich the Kid was tuned the fuck out. Didn't fucking care. Damn. Didn't care at all. It's like wasted time. Wasting time. And Dap's like energetic and almost going out of breath. Mm-hmm. Like being passionate about what the fuck, this, like what he does. And yeah. this dude just doesn't care. He's like touching up his girl in front of everybody and everybody's just like, the fuck? Didn't really, really want to take pictures or nothing. I took like one shot of him and I was just like, you know what? I'm not charging y'all for the day. Like, I can't get shit out of this motherfucker. So yeah. what the fuck am I going to record his boring ass face? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But His boring ass face. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because he's, he's stoned out the gills. He's not really re- responding to Dap like you should. You're in someone else's house. Yeah. Imagine someone you giving you the tour and yeah. you're just like. And this is Dapper Dan, by the way. And this is Dapper A fucking living legend. Mm-hmm. Facts. A living legend. Facts. Of hip hop and fashion. Didn't he get, didn't he just uh, receive, he was nominated for, um, I know he had posted it. Yeah, yeah, some shit. Dap yeah. is always getting recognized. Yeah. Um, so it's honestly hard to keep. Keep it's like a Hall of Fame or something. I forgot what it was. I'm so sorry. We'll probably no. We'll look talk. it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he uh, definitely uh, was receiving something just this month about being accepted to the Hall of Fame. Crazy for his work. But Dap is uh, uh, truly uh, a creative in mm. what he does. Like he's young at heart, and you can tell in his energy. He's right. fucking enthusiastic about people and their culture. Mm. So when it's not reciprocated, I personally take it personal. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like, yo, this is an OG blessing you with his time Facts. and you're taking it for granted you know if you don't want to be also, here that's also a young nigga too man like he don't he don't he don't know thing, about like, that yo, type if you of don't want to be here that's cool don't be here you know what i'm saying but yeah man you talk about you know somebody like rich the kid like that's a young nigga man like he don't yeah, he don't I, I he don't he don't recognize that he's no, in listen, the presence of greatness i get it like I'm, I'm a young guy too you know and yeah. when i first started working with dap i knew who he was but i wasn't I can't say that I grew up such a big hip hop fan where I necessarily knew exactly you know, like, what the yeah. fuck exactly has impact. The impact. Yeah. Right. And it's once I started working with him that I, I actually recognized the, the fucking, the, the massive impact that he's had on pop culture. Yeah. Forget hip hop. I'm talking about like everything. everything. Period. Yeah. He changed the game. Facts. He leveled the fucking game. Right. And so to be in the space where you can actually fucking witness the history chronicled yeah. and to just go, Meh, like, bro, that's no yeah, disrespect. That's don't be here then. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just go the fuck home. Because yeah. <laughs> there's, I can promise you there's so many people that would kill to be in that room. Exactly. Facts. And I've met them. Yes. And there's people that people like fucking admire. There's, like, people like Omari Hardwick can still fucking fangirl over the shit that Dap does. Yeah. Or mm. people like Ashley Graham. Shout out to Ashley Graham. Um, she, took, she took me to my first fashion show. Um, also, like, there's some people that really respect the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respect the man. Yeah. And respect the process. Word. Mm. And if you're not respecting all three in a man's own fucking home, you don't really deserve to be there. You yeah. know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's how I see it. Yeah. I get that he's young, but he's not a young he's not a young baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a man. He's, he's a, a man. He's a grown ass man. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah like I, I just take shit like that personal. really personal yeah. to yeah. heart. Yeah. When yeah. anyone just if if you're not respecting someone's presence and time, yeah, or you're not reciprocating it, man, go kick rocks. You heard it here. So, you know, uh, you said that uh, you ended up, you know, kind of moving away from that due to COVID, you yeah. know, and due to circumstance. So, you know, what's what you got going now, bro? Like, what's the what's the move now? Well, right now, me and my boy, Sai, actually, ever since we linked, um, ironically, 
it, it was always there was always a passion for for me and him ever since we were kids about storytelling. This motherfucker yeah. took me to my first horror movie, by the way. This is true. I traumatized. I, Thirteen him. years old, we went to go see uh, House Bro, of a Thousand Corpses. I think you were like twelve or eleven. Twelve or eleven. You said House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses was the first movie. That's he a took me fucking to crazy see. movie to see. <laughs> and like in in theaters, we were the only two, only ones in the theater. And I shit you not, I was like, wow, that was Doctor Satan. Doctor Satan. <laughs> yeah, that was the shit, bro. What the fuck were we thinking? I have no idea. No idea, bro. But that pat, like since I've known him as a kid that passion of like I, you already told me as a kid bro i'm gonna write movies and i was like all right whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna make movies like, all right, cool. and now here Look, we are so we now are. um manifesting manifesting exactly so yeah. ever since we linked up um i know that we were slowly picking it up about where we last left off not 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 about necessarily the connecting mm-hmm. but about like our passions right. and i know when we were kids i don't know if you remember we almost wrote a comic one time. I do remember that shit. We, and you want to know what the fucking crazy part of that is? Nothing's crazy or coincidence, by the way. My nephew <laughs> tried to recreate the same comic, and I never told him about it. Shut That's crazy. Up. I shit Ooh. you not, bro. You remember the name of the comic we tried no, to come I up with? No, I don't. It was called Crazy Homies. It was called Crazy Homies, and we were going to base it on us, but it was like a South Park version of us. I remember that. Yo. And like in this story, like you were like the fucking playboy that fucked every girl for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I guess we're not that far every off. Every girl, <laughs> I guess we're not that far he off. He fucked every girl. He's like, yo, you see that girl? I had sex. Bro, oh, eleven years God. old. I had sex with her. Come on, I had sex with her too. Oh, I was like, God. bro, cap. Anyway, so we were writing that comic, and then my nephew a few years back told me like, yo, you know, in high school I tried to write a comic, and I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. What's the name of it? He goes, Crazy Homies. And I'm Shut like, the fuck Shut up. The fuck Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, what was it about? He's like, yo, it was me and my friends like talking about like misadventures about like our school. So it was like, and I was like, get up. the fuck out of here, bro. And get I was like, the fuck out of here. I almost wrote that too. And he goes, oh, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Fuck did your you? Idea. And I was like, no, nah, we did. And he goes, then it don't count. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Fuck oh, you, yeah, bro. Like, you little bastard. I, I love his energy. I love his energy. Like, yo, I love his energy because he is, that's my dude. Yeah. But wow. so, um, so Crazy. anyway, to tie it back to what I was talking about. So. We started reconnecting, and then one day you told me out of the blue, which yeah. was like a fucking joy to my heart, and I told you why. Afterwards. You told me, yeah, it should make me but, cry a little bit. Not but I was just like, Bitch you told me, bro, you. I want to, I want to write movies. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you want to be a screenwriter? Or you want to be a producer? And you said, I want to be a screenwriter. You said it, fucking yeah, just firmly. like that. Yeah, and I'm like. All right, let's see what the kids got. Like, like typical fucking movie. Scene. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It was just like, well, let's see what the sports got. Yeah, 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 Motherfuckers okay. like just bangs out a bunch of home runs. <laughs> it was one of those situations where I was like, all right, yeah. well, let's see if he's about it. Right. So a way in which I usually test someone is I test, I test their enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And the way I test is I send you shit related to what you do. Yep. Just to gauge back what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I was starting sending him videos on channels that I follow, anything yep. involving movie making, anything involving um, filmmaking, screenwriting. Yep. And he was constantly hitting me back with ideas. I would send him a video. He would send me back three ideas that he got from the video. Yep. And I was like, the kid's got the goods. <laughs> He's got, got the, the stuff. He's got the stuff. He's, He's got, got the, the stuff. Fucking goods. And that made me mad happy, as I told you, because yeah. like one thing that a lot of people don't talk enough about in this industry is finding a tribe. Mm-hmm. People think that the name of the game is to do it alone, but the name of the game is doing it together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With the right people. With the right people. Right. It's not no, so much about looking at someone and saying, what can you do for me? It's about what can we do for, for each, each other. other. You know what right. I mean? And so that was that opportunity where I realized, like, not only do I have one of my closest childhood friends come back into my life, but now he's telling me, yo, what you doing? I want to be a part of that shit. That shit gives you fucking goosebumps just thinking right. about Hell it. Hell yeah. I got a, a bunch of friends who are in the business. I got a lot of friends who have been in, in big productions. A lot yep. of them are scattered around the country. But I finally have someone who's home-based. Right. Who I can bounce ideas off of. And then that was the thing that was just like, man, like, there's something here. You know what I'm saying? And then, sure enough, we just started talking. He's like, all right, like, what ideas do you got? And we started spitballing each other. And then now, yeah, now y'all in the process. Later, Bro, we here. We we, we doing here, it, bro. We doing it. Big also, things to come. Big things God, to come. Hell yeah, bro. Want to tell them what we're working on, big boy? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you motherfuckers see it like everybody else. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No sneak peeks here, bitch. I will say this though. I'm all right. Tell you what. So we we kind of talked about this, and just to wrap everything up, right? Um, I have projects I'm working on, and you help me with them, and you have ideas and stuff, but we bounce it off each other. But one thing I'm gonna say about this movie that's coming up, right, is. I, as I'm learning and going through the process, the biggest thing that you have taught me, you was like, bro, listen, 
you can't be afraid to start over. Absolutely. And that's the hardest thing because you're like, it's yo, hard. I so spent, much I lost. Right. I wrote all this shit. What a fucking like, waste. It's trash. It's not trash, but you know, it's not it. It's and not it. It's that's not it. it. It's not aligned. It's not it. Yeah. Say that's all. No big deal. Or it could be one of those situations where it just it you outgrow it too. You right. You know what I mean? Which is perfectly normal, but a Facts. lot of people can't recognize when they outgrow something or where they're in denial. Mm. Right. And you have to be brutally honest with, with yourself. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's a it's not necessarily about whose fault it is. Cause that's what people get fucked up mm -hmm. that you could be doing better means you're fucking up maybe no. it depends on the situation but not a hundred percent you know what i mean right could anyone do better in their lives i think everyone could use a little bit better absolutely right. what that looks like that's the real journey you know what i mean that's the actual process on, on yep. the what you know so i think since we've connected back you've been working so hard on that what yeah because i even told you bro you went from being a fucking cop to a screenwriter it's not even like y'all parallel know, careers. I'm like no, it's a whole different motherfucking yeah, whole different world. This whole so, different world. And that takes balls. You know what I mean? Another person that I can I can say has done that is my fiance, who started off doing one thing and then completely reshifted, and that's tough because you're literally banking on something that's not you promised. Don't, unknown territory. Not Facts. promised, but if you do it head first and you do it with good intention, don't think about the money. Don't think about the people that you're trying to roll with. Think, think about, about the, the impact yes. and the end goal. Yes. What's the price that you're willing to pay? If in, if anything goes above it, then it's not worth it. Honestly. Facts. Name your price. And there's you always have to name a price. And anything that you walk into, even if the price, even if it looks really fucking promising, there's no way that you can lose. You can always fucking lose. Facts. Just because you make it doesn't exempt you from problems. Fuck I'm man. in the probably in the best state of my career that I've ever been. And I told you last week I experienced one of like one of my career lows where I had to reconsider for a second. Do I pivot now? Right. And I'm still exploring that. Right. That doesn't mean that I deny myself of any opportunity simply because oh the money's not right. Oh That's I'm not bumping. No, bro. It's about like what's the end goal? You yeah. know. If I'm meant to take these lumps and it it aligns with my end goal, I'm gonna stick to Does it. Does the so ends justify you know the means? I mean? Right. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Like I said about this project, man. Like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal too much, but we'll get there and we're working on it. But He's being mad modest. Come on, bro. It's, Give it's, him something, bro. All right. Tell you what. No, it's going, <laughs> it's going to change the way people watch horror movies. I will say that. Yes. Horror movies, we feel, is a declining uh, declining genre for yeah. the most part yes. when it comes to quality. Absolutely. We're going to change that. I promise. Look me in my eye when I say we're going to change that. I believe. Okay. Him. I can feel the belief here. Yo, like it, And you're going to be seeing this motherfucker in it, too. Like, fucking right. <laughs> so anyway, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming out, bro. Thank I you for love you, me, man. I appreciate thank you for coming and too. talk to us about, you know, trials and tribulations and how to work through certain things. And this was a phenomenal. This episode. was entertaining, man. Like this yeah, was. was I, dope, I wish we could keep going. I know, man. Like, this, bro, the time flew by. Maybe we'll do a repeat in a couple in a, in a year or so, or who knows, man. A couple months, you never know. Yeah, we we know. definitely touch the touch base again because this shit was. Man. This yeah, shit we was got vibe. more tea to spill. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Facts. Hey, you guys know where to follow us. Hit that. Uh, hit that uh, channel. Hit our channel. You know, hit our link, man. We you you know where to you find us. You know where to find us. All right. And make sure you go follow him too. Follow up. What's your Instagram handle? It's the Andy Ramirez. Nice. Okay. You got any other socials you want to throw out there? That's just I mostly. I'm gonna drop Instagram. everything and I'll yeah. put all his social media handles. I'll put Love. your your company you have, your production oh, company, you. everything, bro. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for coming in and thank you guys for having me. This was dope. This was dope. It's safe. I'm Mo. This is say how you feel. <laughs> Fuck See with you guys us. next week. You're